0: Welcome to the Illuminated Word podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word podcast. The reading today is from John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. These five verses are part of what's called John's prologue to his gospel. And it's probably one of the most famous passages in the Bible. When you hear it read, you will... Recognize some of the language, and it's beautiful and it's rich and it's powerful. And John is laying down what some would call hyperlinks. You know, when you're researching uh, the internet and you find these documents that have uh, parts of them that are blue, and you click and it takes you to another place, to another page, you're going to find words and phrases in the prologue that, if you, uh, in a sense, could click on them, they would take you to other parts of the Bible, the Old Testament. There'll be themes from the Old Testament. There'll be themes that John will pick up later in his gospel. So in these first 18 verses of the gospel of John, he is laying down some good stuff, some things he's going to pick back up later. And you're going to see these themes come back over and over again. So today I'm going to give you a few interpretive keys to help you as you read through the gospel of John. John is this older apostle. Uh, he probably was one of the younger apostles in the ministry of Christ. Now he's an older man. This, this is just the theory. And he is reflecting back on what the other Gospels have said, what's called the synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Matthew, Mark, and Luke are called the synoptics because they see with one eye. That's what synoptic means, one eye. And they're very similar. Now, for example, uh, 93% of Mark is found in the Gospel of Matthew. So there's a lot of similarity in those three Gospels, but John is just so different. Uh, John is is really giving you a deep spiritual picture of who Jesus really is. He's pulling the veil back a little bit, saying, okay, here's what's going on behind the scenes. John is also very symbolic. And so if you like symbolism and you like deep meaning, uh, for example, John's going to have a surface level meaning that's really simple to understand, but there's also going to be something deeper resonating in the background. And if you like that kind of stuff, uh, you're going to love John's gospel because it's found all throughout this gospel. It is beautifully written. The language is so powerful. I know when you take Greek a lot of times, biblical Greek, John is the, the first book you'll work on in biblical Greek. So a lot of Greek students are familiar with this gospel because you'll uh, learn a lot of your Greek in the gospel of John. But I want to invite you along with our readings. I'm going to read just these first five verses. Really, that, that's going to be enough for today because there's so much here. This is John 1, 1 through 5. Once again, I'm reading from the English Standard Version. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Now, right out the gate, you get those three words, in the beginning. That takes you right back. There's those hyperlinks I talked about. That takes you right back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Uh, the most probably famous words in the Bible, the most famous phrase in the Bible, in the beginning. But John changes it up a little bit. In the beginning, it it doesn't say in the beginning God. It says in the beginning was the word. So John is signaling to us he's talking about God. There's something about God he's going to reveal to us that we didn't know before. Now, if you look later in John's gospel, in John chapter 20, He will tell us the purpose of his book. The purpose of his book is for you to believe in Jesus Christ. Now, he doesn't mention Jesus by name in these first five verses, but that's who he's talking about. So he says, in the beginning was the word. Now, that word, word, in Greek is logos or logos. Logos or logos. I'm just going to say logos because people are familiar with that pronunciation. In the beginning was the logos. Now, the logos to the Greeks was the reason for everything. The Logos was the reason for existence. So there's a lot going on here, probably, with the thought of John. Number one, John is saying, okay, back in the book of Genesis, God speaks the universe into existence with his word. And he's saying, okay, that word that God used to speak the world into existence is a person, is Jesus Christ, is actually the pre-incarnate son of God who's always existed. So that's mind-blowing that this word Is the person of Jesus. But he's also saying, possibly, that the logic and reason for all of the universe is found in Jesus' Christ. Not only is he just the Messiah of Israel, not only is he the king they've been waiting for, but he is the very reason and logic for everything. We'll say during Christmas, you know, Jesus is the reason for the season. John's saying, no, he's the reason for everything, actually. Um, Then he tells us some other things. And the word was with God. Now, I believe here when he's talking about the word is with God, God here, he'd be speaking of the Father, God the Father, the word was with God. In the Greek, it's the word pros, it means face-to-face. There's this face-to-face union with the logos, the word, and God. Then he says something that would just knock anybody out of their seat that's reading this for the first time. If you're a Jew and you're reading this for the first time, you know he's talking about God. The next phrase, he says, and the word was God. That logos, that that word, that person is God. So John is telling us something deep. He's saying, now listen, within God, there's one God. Monotheism is correct. But within that one God, there are three persons is what he's going to tell us eventually in this gospel. There's the Father, there's the Son, and there's the Holy Spirit. And they've existed for all eternity. And they've loved one another and had community with one another for all eternity. So when we say God is love, God has always been love. He's always been love because he's been a community of love, the Father, Son, and Spirit. So when God pours that love out on us and shares it with us, it's, it's love that's always been there. I tell people it's kind of like a family where you have a, a husband and wife who come together into a one flesh union. They already love one another intensely. And they share that love in this one flesh union, and they come together, and it's so intense that in nine months, you have to give it a name. So the mom and dad share the love they already had with that new child. Well, God has always been love, and when we come into God's family as his child, he just showers us with the love that's always been there. This is a beautiful picture when you think about it. Now, there's some other themes that he's laying down here. In him was life. There's that idea of life. It goes back to creation. God is the author of life. Then he talks about the light of men, and he contrasts that with darkness. Think creation, evening and morning, uh, that that alternation of darkness and light from the Genesis account. So in John's gospel, when you hear the word light, think life. When you hear the word darkness, think death. He's tying those themes together, and you're going to see light and dark come back in this gospel multiple times. So I just want to share these thoughts with you today. I know um, you, you can just continue to go with this because there's so much in these five verses. But but here's the big thing I want you to lay hold of. I want you to have a grand view of Jesus because in John 1.14 it tells us this word, this logos, this reason for existence became a human being. And that human being was Jesus. And when you see Jesus, you see God. He tells us that everything was created through him. So Jesus was there at the creation event and everything was created through him as the pre-incarnate son. Colossians 1 tells us, in him, through him, by him, for him, all things are created. So Jesus also is God in flesh. So have a grand view of Jesus, one where you just want to bow down and worship him. And to think that God came to us as a human being and died for our sins is, is really amazing and humbling. I want to read to you these verses one more time. John 1, 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Thanks be to God for that. Thank God. He became flesh. Jesus Christ is God in flesh, and he is the author of life. I hope you have a great day. I hope you're encouraged by these readings.